We're back from the draft. The Arizona Coyotes make 10 selections in the 2022 NHL draft. We're going to try to break it down as much as we can, including the top picks made by the Arizona Coyotes on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. we got a great show for you today. We are breaking down the Arizona Coyotes in the 2022 NHL Entry Draft. And boy, was it a big one for the Arizona Coyotes. Ten total selections, uh, five of which... We're in the first two rounds. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. The Coyotes went in with seven picks in the top 45, um, and there was an article saying that they expected to use all of them. Uh, they did not, but they still ended up with well, quite a few them, picks. But they used they, sure <laughs> they used them to move up. Uh, I guess. Uh, I didn't really take that headline to mean the Coyotes are going to just forfeit picks uh, up there. That would have been fun if they tried that. They're like, we choose not to pick 32nd overall. Thank you. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead. We'll, we'll get to the, uh, the trading up in a little bit and talk, kind of break down like how that went down and the, and the picks that the Coyotes ended up making from that. But first, let's talk about the the pick that the Coyotes took at number three the, the no surprise pick in logan cooley i think we all expected that to happen but what did surprise us was the fact that shane wright actually fell below him yes uh the coyotes had a chance to draft uh cooley or or shane wright uh montreal went with slavkovsky who kind of you know had been building up steam new jersey went with a defenseman who we all kind of knew uh, was going to happen in that situation, um, and and yeah, like I don't I don't know. Do you, do you think it was the right call? Let's start there. For the so um, I do think it was the right call for the Arizona Coyotes to draft Logan Cooley, um, and I think it kind of goes with with the idea of like if you look at the attitude that Shane Wright had when he was drafted fourth, he was pissed. Right? And you can tell it was like, you know, he like the day was supposed to be about him. Right. Yeah. And that kind of tells you the kind of player that he probably will be on a team. And I'm not saying, you know, he might be, you know, too egotistical, but that kind of gives you that idea. Um, Logan Cooley, when he was drafted by the Arizona Coyotes, you can tell in the interview, he was ecstatic. He's ready. You no, know, he's ready for the future. He knows the team has good good picks you know he's ready for the weather down here um and he seemed like he like out of the teams that he was interviewing with in the first round he said and i felt the most comfortable talking with arizona and i think okay now this makes more sense it makes more sense because you know like you want a team that want you want a player that wants to be here yeah you do um and i do think he is a good 
fit timeline wise. Um, like there would have definitely been pressure to play Shane Ray next season if the yeah. Coyotes had drafted him. There is no pressure into it in that. They're going to be sending Logan Cooley off to college. Uh, he's going to be playing Minnesota. Uh, yes. Finally get that right. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I think that works. But I don't know. Th- this feels like it's it's a pick where three years from now, four years from now, this is going to define like Bill Armstrong's tenure in Arizona because they had a chance to draft who was, you know, up until last week, like pretty much the consensus number one pick. And they didn't, uh, they drafted, you know, a smaller player who I think potentially has more upside. Like people yes. said a lot of great things about Logan Cooley. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I do like the fact that uh, people. I, I saw a couple of people rumbling about the, you know, the Cavs drafting another smaller player, and then they proceeded to only draft people above six foot for the rest of the draft. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I would have liked to have seen the Coyotes also like do the Chikrin trade and get Cooley and Wright. I think that was, yeah. That would have been interesting. That, that would have been a common because that was something that was talked about, right? Because they talked about potentially trading Chikrin, um to the New Jersey Devils to get two. Yeah. Also. Um, it, and uh, I don't know if you saw, but um, Craig Morgan posted in his day one recap, like this means that Chikrin is not going to be traded at least start of next season. Uh, how much do I trust Bill Armstrong on that? Uh, not very much. Uh because you know he said he was going to use all seven picks too, but I, I do think that this needs to be like the moment where, like we talked about it, you you trade Trickern at the draft, or you repair that relationship, and they really need to repair that relationship. Absolutely, and it's, and it's definitely something to focus on. But otherwise, though, I think you said it. You you said it perfectly though about Cooley. Um, he has he has that upside, right? He has a, a an immensely great upside. Um, an extremely talented player. He's great with the stick. He's just um, definitely one of, like, you know, like definitely a solid pick for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and, you know, I was on the instant react um, that was posted on, on YouTube uh, on uh, on Thursday, right after, right, right after it was, you know, Coyotes made the pick. And, uh, and, uh, and Brandon Pillar of Locked on NHL and Locked on Senators Goes and said, yeah, this guy, you know, in a few years down the road, we will be that one C for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, He said Shane Wright would have definitely been the safer pick. But if you're the Coyotes, why make the safe pick when you're like, you swing for the fences and get a guy with that great upside who can potentially be a pretty solid superstar and even better potentially. Yeah. um, And I can understand that logic. I, I do just... I, I am really worried because th- there is more risk. Like Shane Wright is the safer pick and you know, the coyotes definitely need like a number one center. Um, so is it worth the risk? That is, that is something that I think we're going to have to, you know, wait a little while to see. Um, I, I, I think in general coyotes fans are happy with it. They were expecting, Cool. Um, 
I am not seeing as much love from the from the national press. Uh, I think the Coyotes reached in a couple of picks, and you know this one may be included. Uh, I don't I don't think Cooley was the best player at the at the position, um, and you know I always say draft the best player who's available. It doesn't matter like anything else. Draft who the best is. But I'm excited. Uh, our first prospect episode, we talked about Logan Cooley. Um, we haven't had a chance to talk about him with, I, I think, anyone. So we yeah, can we talk, bring we on had, some... We had a draft profile about Logan Cooley, but it was just us. Yeah. Um, we we can get on some like professional people to talk about how good he is. And uh, you know, I, I am not disappointed in the pick in any way. I just think that you know, New Jersey really made things difficult by not selecting Shane Wright. Well, I mean, again, and I, I, it, it goes back to what I was saying, right? Because New, New Jersey didn't need a center because they already yeah. have. They're already deep down center. So we knew that wasn't going to happen. Like, yeah. I had that feeling it wasn't going to happen. So I, I had that feeling that Shane Wright was going to fall the years of the Coyotes, but they had the, and the Coyotes had to make that decision. Um, you know, the more I think about it and the kind of more I understand how things go, again, I am on the fence that the Coyotes made the right pick. Sure. Like I on the side where they, I, I firmly believe the Coyotes made the right pick. Obviously, I could be wrong a few years down the road, but right now, as it stands, I believe the Coyotes made the right pick drafting Logan Cooley over Shane Wright. Um, I, I, I'm exactly on the same page with you. Uh, I, I think that the Coyotes, like, it makes sense. Like, he seems like the better fit for the team, better fit for the rebuild timeline. Just just better fit overall, but it, it, there, there's something that it's just like in the back of my mind where it's like, this is going to haunt the team for, well, here's the thing. And it goes with what, what Shane Wright said after he got picked by Seattle, he said like to the three teams that, that passed over me, you're going to regret it essentially. Yeah. Um, and that's another, another sign. Again, I mentioned that before. That's a, a sign that it's a little bit like I'm a little questioning. Because again, revenge looks bad on a player. No, like, but that you know, you say revenge, like you could easily say like cockiness, confidence, like all of that. Like that, too. I, I think, like they're they're very much two sides of the same coin, and I, like there was nothing about Shane Wright that really like me like with that i i loved him shooting death stairs at montreal specifically <laughs> that, that and, and i i do think there is something to a player being like no you should pick me because i'm the best i have the confidence in myself like you don't make it to the nhl without thinking that you are the best uh or that you can be the best because you know if you're comfortable being second best like you're not improving it did get to his head though that he that he was that he was consensus one for a, for the longest time. You can tell. Yeah, but he has been told that for the past three years by everybody. Like, like the the they brought yeah, but, up the fact that scouts then, have been looking at him since he was thirteen and saying that he is going to be the number one pick. But even then, you got to feel safe. Like he felt too safe with that, and I think that's why he felt like he felt as upset as he did. I I mean he had a good season like there was really nothing else he could have done unless he like absolutely blew it in the interview with Montreal like I I don't really think that there was like any kind of thing that he could have done differently in this kind of thing he you know 
I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I am just very worried that this is going to haunt the team. But um, I, I am happy with the pick that they got. Like I, I think we were expecting Cooley. I was actually disappointed that I wasn't able to draft Cooley in the SB Nation mock draft. Although I got the number one eventual overall pick, so kudos to me for not overthinking <laughs> that one. Uh, yeah. I was like Slavkovsky, yeah. Uh, I could have just been like Galaxy Brandon go with a, uh, you know, a defenseman. Uh, it just tells you the, what the mock draft was like, right? It just tells you how crazy the mock draft was. Oh yeah, and like all, all mock the, drafts. Uh, I this is going to be the draft where we look back and we're like, wow, like everyone was way off. Oh yeah, the redraft is going to be interesting. That's for darn yeah. sure. Anyways, yeah. though, we are uh, we still got to get to more. Um, we're a little bit over time on this first segment, but we do have more to get to. We have uh, the two other picks to talk about in the first round that happened on Thursday, and then we're going to get to the remainder of the picks. Um, kind of be an overall overarching look at the Coyotes picks in the 2022 draft. In just a little bit, but first, a quick word from Carl. So, Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. I'm sure they're going to have plenty to talk about after the draft. I know draft always leads to plenty of coverage, and Bet Online is a great spot to go to. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so let's get to the rest of the second round, I mean, the rest of the first round, excuse me. Um, for the Arizona Coyotes. They made two more picks. At first, before we went into the day on Thursday, the Coyotes' picks were 3, 27, um, and 32 for the first round. Um, Mm -hmm. But the Coyotes uh, decided to uh, trade picks 27 and 34, and I think, and 45 uh, to the San Jose Sharks for pick number 11, and that's mm-hmm. what got the Arizona Coyotes to draft center Connor Geeky from the Winnipeg Ice. And Carl, um, this is an interesting one because we mentioned before the Coyotes potentially, you know, drafting, uh, trading up. I didn't think they'd trade up into the top 15, but they did. Um, but I mentioned as a potential player they would trade up for, and it's the opportunity to draft Connor Geeky, and that's what they did. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I think it's cool that the Coyotes put, picked a player named Cooley and a player named Geeky. Uh, <laughs> nice little back-to-back. Um, where, uh, most of the prospect people we were talking to seemed to like discredit like eh, like midway through the second round. Like Those picks aren't going to be worth much. So sending 45 overall and sending 32 to get up to 11 – like, I think that's a fair move by the Coyotes. Um, Geeky wasn't a player that I was really, like, focused on just because he seemed like he would be out of reach for the Coyotes, and I didn't necessarily expect him to do that kind of reach. Uh, if you are worried about Logan Cooley being an undersized center, Connor Geeky is not that. Um, and he also has a very good talent. Uh, I saw the Athletic compared him to Dylan Strom, which... Yeah. 
really seem to make some fans nervous. Uh, I think it's important to point out that, you know, he was drafted 11th overall. He is not going to have the same pressure as Dylan Strom, who was drafted third overall. So that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think he could potentially be a number, a really good, you know, number two, maybe number three, like third line center. Absolutely. I think, um, um, and it goes with the instant reaction that we had. Brandon Pillow said he can easily be that 2C for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and it makes sense. Look at the stats here when he had with Winnipeg. And Winnipeg, again, we mentioned that he that Winnipeg was one of the best teams in the WHL um, this last season. Um, of course, they got beat by the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings in the WHL playoffs, but that's a whole other story. But here you go. Look at Connor Geeky's stats. Uh, 63 games played, 24 goals, 46 assists. Um, and look, and again, you mentioned his size, Carl. Look at him. 6'3", 196 pounds. Um be definitely a lot, you know, definitely a bigger guy. Uh, and yep. that kind of goes to that, you know, he's more physical. He's a two-way, he is a two-way center, two-way forward versus um, versus Logan Cooley, which is, you know, he's just like a pure offensive guy. Connor Geeky is that two-way guy. Yeah. And uh, I think it was a, a great pickup by the Coyotes. Um, you know, uh, you know, definitely still needs to work on, I his skating seemed to be one of the more common criticisms, Mm -hmm. but he's still 18. He's got plenty of time for that. Um, And I I like the fact that Bill Armstrong, this draft, like saw players that he liked and he went out and made sure that he got them. And I think that's great. Uh, I think he had plenty of picks and he used them well. Absolutely. He did. He he did use them well. I'm excited to see what Connor Geeky can do. In the years down in the future, I think it was a, uh, a solid pick. And again, like I was excited for that opportunity if they could, if they were able to do that. Um, and the Coyotes now at center, they're starting like you know in a few, like three, three, four years down the road, are going to start actually potentially looking pretty darn good, Carl. Oh, absolutely. Uh, which is funny because like that's kind of how it was like a couple of years ago when it was like. The idea of Schmaltz, Dvorak, and uh, Barrett Hayton kind of coming in. Uh, I, I am I am very curious to see like where Barrett Hayton falls in the Coyotes' plans now. Um, yeah. I, I, he definitely has years on Geeky and Cooley, so like he's got that for him. But you know, it's not like Bill Armstrong drafted him, so you may not have that same like kind of attachment that you see with with players. Um, I, I am very curious to see. I, he needs to have a really big season, uh, which I think he can. I mean, maybe um, maybe he falls down to a third or fourth line center. And let's keep in mind, and again, this is a hypothetical speaking, but um, the fact that the Coyotes are pro- you know, likely going to try to go for Connor Bedard next year, and he's another yeah. center. So. Yep. But let's talk about the other first round pick because absolutely. we are running out of time on this segment as well. Absolutely. Let's talk about the other, the, the other, uh, uh, the other first round pick, the final first round pick Maverick Lamaru. He was drafted, um, 29th overall. Um, mm-hmm. and that was via a trade with the Edmonton Oilers that brought, um, obviously that first got that sent over the number 32 pick over the Edmonton and, um, also brought over Zach Cassian and a, couple of other trade the couple other draft picks i think yes um let me see if i can pull it up um 
It was listed as a future second and third originally. Uh, I think it's a 20. All right. So, yes, the second round pick is in 2025. The third is in 2024. So, some distance. Uh, Bill Armstrong playing a little bit of long game with those picks. Um, he got a very big uh, defenseman. Uh, <laughs> Very big. If you if you're watch, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If you're not, I'm gonna read his size real quick. He is six foot seven, hundred and ninety eight pounds. Yeah, uh, kind of a reach. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was a reach. Um, it was a reach, definitely. But but oh, go ahead. This is the thing the kite like. I think it w- it was a reach, but I think it was a pick that Coyotes needed in a sense because they already drafted two centers. They drafted two forwards with with uh, pretty pretty high ceilings. It's like okay, we got that taken care of. Now we need a defenseman because we because with the defenseman question still in limbo. Again, we meant you talked about you know the whole Jake Chickman thing that still is in question. He's probably still going to play next year. Had to start next year, but again, past that we still don't know. Um, but and defense is one of the things the Coyotes are lacking just in general. So you gotta have to try to bolster that up and do what you can. You get a big guy, a physical guy in there who can just shut things down. That's what they're trying to hope for, and that's what and, and that's what I think that they saw in Maverick Lamoureux, who played for uh, Drummondville in the QMJHL. Yeah, and and I think that you know I I like the idea of doing something, uh, you know like having a reach like having a high risk high reward player uh i actually thought the coyotes should go a completely different way and draft an undersized defenseman they went with drafting a massive defenseman so that was kind of i mean let's be real play out are you really surprised by that because of uh because the because just because of the way bill armstrong is again literally only one player with below six foot (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I, I shouldn't have been, but I, you know, high, high, high risk, high reward, um, and I, I always kind of do like am in favor of that. Um, he is going to need to, you know, develop. He is a late first round pick. He is a defenseman, like so. He's a couple years off, but you don't see too too many like really tall players in the NHL. Um, not not getting up to like six seven, so I, I do think like the Coyotes can get something special with them. And you know what? If he is a second pairing defenseman, drafted late in the first round, yeah. I'm fine uh, with that. Um, honestly, though, like um, you know, like and again, you can look at all the instant reactions that were put on on YouTube, um, on our YouTube channel and Locked On NHL, um. From Thursday night, Maverick, Maverick Lamaru, um, Lamaru um, his reaction was on there with uh, with uh, Gil Martin and Brandon Pillar. Brandon Pillar said that um, you know it was a you know that this was a pick that you can that can safely be put at the you know third pairing, um, D, uh, third pairing D man for uh, for the Coyotes, um, and that's the thing, right? It's um, you, you you don't not necessarily a high ceiling. But a high floor, someone that you yeah. know is going to be put in on an NHL roster at this level, you know is going to put right there. That is what they're looking at. 
Although, let's be honest, uh, the real reaction after he was drafted was his parents uh, caught slipping a little bit of tongue. Uh, I'm not sure if you yeah. saw that. Yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> Well, that that was fun. Uh, I I appreciate that. A uh, little embarrassed for the kid, but you know, he got to be drafted. His parents were super proud, and that's cool. Uh, I, I mean, I will say this: when I was eighteen, my parents were getting divorced, so having you know some affection that's always fun. Yeah. Plus, and and again, like, and one thing I will say too that that was awesome is just seeing how excited this kid was to be an Arizona Coyote. Like, like we, like we talked about like, you know, Logan Cooley during his interview, he seemed pretty happy, but Maverick Lamaru seemed ecstatic to get drafted. Yeah. I mean, he didn't think he was going to go in the first round and the Coyotes are taking a chance on him. Heck, like you could argue that they moved up to like better their chance of drafting him. So well, here's, that's here's a vote of confidence. If I ever here's heard the thing one. that will make a difference is like, I was looking at like I was I got an email this morning that that mentioned oh here are some of the big um uh, you know like the um some of the big reaches biggest reach yeah biggest reaches right and Maverick Lamaru was listed as one of them but what at least we are not the San Jose Sharks who when they traded down even though they they traded down and the pick that they was the Coyotes pick in twenty seven was a reach I think there was a there was one team I saw that's. It was more of like a mid-round pick, but they're like, uh, I had him at 1,000th, and he went like in the low hundreds. Uh, I, I don't remember the detail. The draft was just crazy. But, you know, there's teams reach, and I, I think the Coyotes, you know, a lot of the players, you can say, like, they reached. But if that's who they thought was the best, like we saw a lot about how the Coyotes have built their scouting department – I, I have to trust them this year. In a couple of years, you know, this could be completely off base. Like we could be looking back and be like, these were horrible selections. But for now, uh, I, I'm, I'm confident. I like the upside for for everyone that the Coyotes drafted in the first round. Absolutely. What we're gonna do um, is uh, we're gonna start. We're actually gonna shift over now. We're gonna start talking about the um, the the, re- the rest of the draft, kind of the overarching look, because they had they had made a total of five picks and we're just going to kind of i mean a total of sorry 10 picks um i don't know why you just said my brain is fried from everything that happened this weekend already yeah uh, but yeah they made a total of 10 picks and we're just going to go through the rest of them in just a moment to kind of tell you you know who the picks are um we're going to try i'm, I'm going to try to pronounce these carl and i'm, I'm probably going to get them some of these wrong but you know what that's okay um, and, uh, right now we're going to just talk about the, uh, like the overall idea, the, the overall look of this draft and how we thought it went. So sure. here we go. All right. So the, the picks that Coyotes made, uh, past the first round were 36 overall for Artem Duda, 43rd overall for Julian Lutz. 67th overall for Miko Matika, 94th overall for Jeremy Langlois, 131st overall for Matthew Morden, 163rd overall for Maximilian Super, 204th overall for Adam Zlenka. Yep, those sound right. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, I do want to say, uh, Maximilian, first player that the Coyotes have drafted from Poland, uh, only the ninth player in the history of the NHL to be drafted from Poland. So that was kind of cool. I mean, technically uh, he was drafted from Germany, but he is born in Poland. But Yes. And he also plays on the same team as Julian Lutz. So that's mm-hmm. a that's a fun connection. Um, the, the one that really stood out is uh, Duda at 36 overall. Um, he was a bit of a reach compared to, or looking at whatever, what I saw, um, also a Russian player. And there has been some concerns about whether or not Russian players are going to be able to come over. Uh, it's something we talked about before the draft. It is developing even more, uh, since that episode, which was earlier this week, which is crazy to hear. Um, I I do kind of wonder about the, you know, about the rationale behind that pick especially because they probably could have got him at 43 unless there was like a lot of buzz. Like we we're not there. We don't know what the tables were saying. Yeah. We don't know what, 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 what all the tables were looking like. Um, but you know, the uh, prospect rankings, um, Bob McKenzie had uh, um, Artem Duda ranked at 79. That kind of yeah. told you how, like how like that, that seemed definitely like your reach. <laughs> But and again, the second it's you know second third you know the rest of the draft is just kind of a cluster, right? You just don't know. Yeah, that. you don't. Uh, and and you know, thirty six is kind of comfortably in that area where you know the prospect guys we talked to, they were like, yeah, yeah. Beyond that, like eh, everyone's kind of a blur. Like there's twenty to thirty people in this draft who are like after the top five. And then beyond that, you know, it's how drafting works. Like, what is the real difference between a sixth-round pick and a seventh-round pick? Between a third round and a second round, there, there's not much. Absolutely, it was. But you know, it was it, it was fun to see something like that and just see different picks that the Coyotes are making, see what was going through their head. I know you were really hoping that the Coyotes were going to get, um, you know, that on that what five eight kid or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Taken by Montreal, curse you. Um, I, I I will say the Coyotes definitely seem to draft a fair amount of European players. Uh, I'm not sure if they're going to be bringing them over to play in the AHL, but they have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, quite a few players who are going to be going to college. Uh, in addition to Cooley, uh, I think um, there is two other players who are committed to going to college after the season. Yeah, I think um, one one of them is committed um, to going to Harvard. Matt, that's Matthew Morden. Matthew Morden uh, committed to going to Harvard. And I believe is it Miko? Is Miko going to Denver? One of them is going to Denver. Uh, yes, Miko is going to Denver. Yep. Knew it. So interesting uh kind of see like I, I'm gonna look forward to like further breakdowns by like nationality, by by like program, because it's always really interesting to see. But the Coyotes definitely invested a lot in their European scouting and you know, that's where they took a lot of their picks. Yeah, that is that, that is where they take a look at their picks. And and again, maybe it is because they want to restock the Roadrunners because the Roadrunners have uh took a lot of hits the last couple of years yeah um, yes they have and 
I, I think they did a fair amount of defensemen specifically from yeah. from Europe, at least in the beginning. They, they switched to more forwards at a certain point. Um, no goalies. No goalies. Um, if you want to look, if you want to know the breakdown um, of uh, exactly how it went, I think it was just, um, I think it was a th- uh, two two centers, one any forward, uh, two wingers, and five defensemen. Yeah, that is kind of the thing uh, with uh, European players since they don't necessarily get the same attention. It's just like uh, I don't know forward plays forward what's this does he do center wing i don't know forward yeah it was weird i was reading it was like normally i put center left wing right wing but this one like yeah. one of them i just wrote forward i'm like <laughs> not giving okay. a lot of information but okay uh i mean let's see but that just Who tells you i think like, overall an, an equal amount of forwards and defensemen yeah five, pretty five. much uh, uh, I, I do kind of wonder if the Coyotes look to get more goaltending prospects moving forward, or if they look at a team like the you know Colorado Avalanche and like you know maybe we don't need like goalies. Uh, although seeing that argument, I'm like the Colorado Avalanche overpaid for Darcy Kemper uh, pretty heavily. He won him a cup, but it cost him, him quite a bit. Yeah, and then they let him walk. So I, I'm not I'm not too sold on the Colorado goalie plan. If that is the goalie plan to just kind of acquire like low cost goaltenders, um, low or low salary hit goaltenders, I think is probably the better way to say that. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, look at the wave for the Coyotes, right? Um, you know, bringing in um, Kovalvi Melka, they probably just you know signed him to a contract, from, you know, from from Europe, and it worked, right? They yeah. didn't draft him, so it's like, oh, yeah, this works. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's not going to work when the team's competitive, probably, but yeah, worked well well enough. Yeah, it worked well enough to start off with. And again, these te- and goaltending development is different. You know, the Coyotes have a pretty solid goaltending development. In the in the system, you know they you know they do well at creating good goaltenders. So it was a it was an interesting draft. It was a long draft. Uh, the Coyotes tra- were making trades up to like the very last round, um, and I am excited to learn more about these players uh, and uh, kind of see how they develop in the next couple of years. Yeah, we'll do our best to try to bring on some people to kind of help us understand who these players are and get an understanding about them. To the best of what others can, because again, you know, like it's going to be hard to get, you know, a full episode worth of someone talking about, um, you know, the talking about Adams Linka, right? Like, yeah, two hundred and fourth overall. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're probably not going to learn too much about the two players who are playing in a German team, just because it doesn't necessarily get the same amount of attention, unless. Uh, listeners, you know, uh, you know, a scout out there who specifically covers the German leagues. If so, definitely let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, how would you grade Bill Armstrong's draft? Um, I'm I'm gonna say a B plus. Uh, I think he 
reached a lot from where I'm sitting. Like a lot of picks probably could have been gotten later. You know, that's easy for me to say sitting in my office in Phoenix, Arizona, but that that's what my opinion is. Uh, there's a lot of players that I'm excited for, but especially like beyond the first round, like there was no real kind of, when I was looking at the, the players to write it up on five for howling, I wasn't like, Oh, this is a steal. I was like, okay, this seems like a good prospect. So yeah. B plus. Yeah. Um, I'll be around with you about a B B plus. Um, I'll say those first two picks that they got in, in Cooley and geeky. Those are a plus a picks right there. Um, yeah. easily like that was their pretty solid, pretty solid pickups for the coyotes past that. It starts to falter a little bit, uh, reaches not enough, to really just like okay i'm happy that they made this pick um but i think they filled their needs of what they needed to so and b b plus that goes i'll 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 go the b plus range too um it's above average so they did you know he did his job he did a decent job i i do think yeah like i think both of us can agree we do think he could have done better um but like we're not gms so we're not gonna you know go in in depth and every little damn thing and be like oh yeah no like this you know this player just just not going to develop like he knows more than we do but yeah on our we're also we're also not prospect specialists either so yeah i have you seen any of the games with any of the players who were drafted in the second round i know i haven't no i have not um but you know it's it's fine Uh, i think the and, and like we said like you know um, we don't expect those second rounders to, you know, appear in the next few years at all. I mean, even yeah. even with these first rounders, it's going to take them a couple years until they appear on the Coyotes. Maybe they might sign their contracts right, almost right away and 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 then show up to you know prospect development camp and um, or to training camp. But past that, you know let them develop at their own pace at, at, you know, with their junior clubs or with their college teams or wherever they are. Um, and just wait until the Coyotes are ready to emerge from the rebuild. I agree. Any final thoughts you want to share about this draft? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, one last thought. We didn't talk about it. Uh, I like the Coyotes matching suits. Uh, I like the lining that had uh, yes. Coyote's heads. Yes. I thought that was fun. Uh, I saw a lot of people giving them crap for, for wearing the same suit. And I'm like, eh, I, I like the uniform look. Um, but yeah, I thought that that got unnecessary negative attention on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean what do you when, expect? They first, Twitter. when they first arrived, it was kind of, it, it was kind of tacky. Right. Yeah. Um, but then it's a very open- bright, bright suit with a red tie. Like that's, it's a color that stands out. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of which, uh, one last final thought, cause I know we're running long. Uh, Jeremy uh, was wearing a powder blue suit with a pink tie. So same look, but lighter colors uh, like that. Uh, I thought that was a nice little drafting uh, symmetry moment. My final thought that I'm going to give out, Carl, is the Coyotes drafted all the players with the absolute best hair. There was so much hair. So, <laughs> so much, hair. much hair. Their flows were freaking phenomenal. Yep, I will agree with that one. 
<laughs> absolutely love it. Anyways, though, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Kindness. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes. On Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes. And on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Paul Pavlock is Paul Pavlock at MH. Interact with us. Ask a question you might have. We might answer it back. Or on a future episode of the Lockdown Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.